السلام عليكم كاملين انا سميتي دالا من هندوراس وكنهضر دابا دريجه مغربيه وانتم كتسمعوا الفلوينت شو Welcome to The Fluent Show, our podcast all about loving, living and learning languages. Hello language lovers, language learners, language curious. Hello to you who might have switched this podcast on because you thought it was a French course. It's not a French course. This is a podcast where I, Kirsten Cable from fluentlanguage.co.uk, talk to you about anything and everything interesting from the world of learning another language. Hello, listeners. How are you doing? As you know, every other week or so, here on the show, I answer listener questions. And this week, I have got a deep, interesting, crunchy, exciting listener question for you. So you're going to really, really enjoy this week's listener question. I think it's all about motivation, keeping your streak going and what happens when you, when you drop off your language learning for a while. It's a really great topic. I'm excited to cover it. Before we get there, a few announcements have to be made. First of all, please whip out your diaries, your calendars and save the date for our third Women in Language conference. Yay! Women in Language is back from the 17th to the 20th of September. If you've never heard of Women in Language, it is a conference that I run together with Lindsay Williams and Shannon Kennedy. The three of us got together in 2018 because we wanted to create a space where the voices of women in language learning are amplified, celebrated, championed, and just put up on the stage. Women in Language is this conference that has, has just been an incredibly exciting event. Every year we've got an amazing chat room, we've got a lot of stuff going on, there's a real buzz for it. We've had a bit of excitement since announcing the date and I would love for you listening to be part of that excitement and be part of Women in Language this year. Tickets are going to be same price as last year, $29 for four days of online conference. I hope you'll agree that that's a bargain. We are so excited to invite you, so keep an eye out. Sign up for the newsletter at womeninlanguage.com and mark your diaries. Again, it is the 17th to the 20th of September. Now, I want to give a big thank you to oh, lots of people really this week, but a big thank you, first of all, to the person you heard at the top of the show. That was Dela speaking Moroccan Arabic. If you're a listener who has heard these intros for a while and you would like to submit your own intro, please do. Please do. I need your voices. I would love to put your voice into the Fluent Show. And all you need to do is record an intro in any language of your choice. Now... It doesn't matter if I've had this language on the show before. Just because you might have heard a French one before doesn't mean I don't want your French one, your unique voice. It, it is important to me to hear from you as the listener, especially your voices, because I never hear from you and you hear me talking all the time. So let's do it. Send me that intro, choose a language, and then in that language, I want you to say your name, where you're from, the language you're speaking, and the words you're listening to the Fluent Show. Obviously not in English. <laughs> so if I was doing it in German, it would sound like this. 
Hallo, ich bin die Kerstin, ich komme aus Deutschland, jetzt wohne ich in England. Ich spreche gerade Deutsch und ihr hört die Fluenshow. And that's it, that's it. So get yourself somewhere quiet, record that intro and then send it over to hello at fluentlanguage.co.uk where we're going to be waiting for you with bated breath. <laughs> Thank you so much for to all of the listeners who've done it so far and hopefully to you, you listening in your headphones, on your walk, browsing in a shop, I don't know what you're up to, get involved, send me an intro. Now, while I'm on the subject of asking you for help, I also want you to make you aware that this episode is episode 191. What? And we're heading towards the 200th Fluent Show episode. I'm trying to visit a few podcasts I've not visited before in the run-up to it to raise awareness, to get people excited, to perhaps invite them to the celebration of the 200th episode. So I wanted to know, do you have a favorite show about languages, learning or podcasting? Perhaps one is a little off the beaten track that I might have not known about. If you have not heard me on that podcast and you think I might be a good guest for them, why don't you send me a quick email again, hello at fluentlanguage.co.uk and introduce me to the podcaster because maybe I could guest there and promote the Fluent Show and I would love, love, love to do that. Thank you so much, listeners. Now, final thank you, I promise, is to our sponsor of the week and the sponsor of the week is Yabla. You can find out all about Yabla at yabla.com slash fluentshow. That is Y-A-B-L-A dot com slash fluentshow. Yabla is an online video platform where you can find videos on all sorts of interesting topics in six languages. English, French, Italian, Spanish, German and Chinese. I usually watch the videos in Chinese. Now, there's an individual subscription, of course. Yabla is used by individual students and classrooms as well. So if you're a language teacher and you have a particularly difficult time at the moment because you might be adapting to remote learning, then Yabla could really help you out. The flexibility of learning a language through Yabla's different apps, because they've got apps on Android, on iOS and on the web, makes it possible for schools and groups to get together and learn as a group. Even if you're a one-to-one -one tutor or you're running a language school, I've had a look at their pricing. And if I was still tutoring German, I think Yabla would be something that would be relatively easy for me to invest in and then regroup and offer my students something super, super cool and make my life easier as a tutor. So there's a lot of good to be done there. If you're interested as an educator and you want to find out more about Yabla, then go to yabla.com slash fluentshow, click on for educators And then you'll learn about how Yabla works and how you can run a language classroom like they do at Harvard, where they also use Yabla. Amazing. So once again, Yabla, Y-A-B-L-A dot com slash Fluent Show. Thank you so much, Yabla, for sponsoring the show. Thank you so much to the patrons of the Fluent Show. Every, every week, I am so humbled and amazed by your support. You really do something special to keep the Fluent Show going. Now that's that. Women in Language, 200th episode, listener intro, sponsor message for Yabla and Patreon. We've got everything covered. We've cleaned the decks. We're ready for the question. Now the question that came to me this week is from Anne Wen on Instagram. And Anne says, I've completely 
forgotten my goal to learn German every day due to work overload. Kirsten, it's been more than two weeks and I feel a bit scared to get back. Do you have any tips to work on goals more consistently? And maybe, listeners, maybe you know that feeling. Maybe you know the feeling she's describing. And it's all about dropping off that streak. And it, it makes you scared to go back because it makes you feel like, well, I failed before and maybe I'll fail again. What's the point? It makes you feel like, well, I was, I was on it and now I'm not. And who am I to live up to the standards of my, my former self? I've kind of, you almost sour the, the, pudding <laughs> for yourself it getting really stuck in this in this fear and hesitation to go back so staying consistent in language learning is a real challenge and a lot of this is to do with how we think we're supposed to study if you're somebody who has languages as part of your full-time job or your full-time education life's kind of good your environment makes you just forces you to be consistent. It makes you hesitate less in terms of engaging with your target language every single day or regularly, even if it's not every single day. If not, you might be one of the many, many people who are juggling activities and language learning activities along with lots and lots of other things that you are doing in your life because life isn't all about the language books. I know I've got a few listeners where life does seem to be about the language books most of the time. <laughs> But for, a lot, for lots of people, that's not the case. It's not top of your pile most days. And I deeply, deeply believe that it should be possible for people to learn a language when they have kids running around, when they're commuting two hours a day, when they're caring for a sick family member, when they, I don't know, when the... When, when you have a business to run and you've got clients to serve and you've got a million other things to do and you've got to have dinner on the table, it might not be possible for you to do study a language as in I'm sitting down with a book at a desk and I'm doing this thing and, you know, it, progress is fast because I'm investing lots, lots into it and soon I'm going to take a test. Maybe not in that way, but it should be possible for every person to have some kind of meaningful engagement meaningful engagement with your target language in a way that serves you and that keeps it keeps everything going ready for when the work overload lets up when i don't know the kids have stopped running around and they might have fallen asleep when your life calms down right what i'm trying to tell you is language learning should be a part of your life if that's what you want it to be that weathers the storms and this is possible it's not possible if you are doing the mocks like the the mocks and i'm saying it this sort of bodybuilder kind of way right we're not talking about maxing out every single opportunity and every single minute of your day that's tiring that's exhausting and that's to be honest not sustainable i talk about doing things consistently and sustainably there's loads of stuff in my life that i don't have time for and sometimes it's language learning sometimes i go weeks without really doing anything much except opening duolingo twice doesn't mean that I haven't done anything meaningful doesn't mean that I haven't been productive in lots and lots of other ways. And it definitely doesn't mean for me or you that anyone should be ashamed if they are not performing at like top priority streak maintaining standards. In terms of a practical way to think about how you can find time and find motivation to engage with a language in your life, I want to tackle the first I want to tackle, first of all, the three 
small time and motivation killers. And I call them small, not because they're tiny matters that are easy to fix, but they're relatively straightforward if you put your finger on it. So motivation killer number one is that you might not have it scheduled. You might have a big schedule looking at you and sometimes an empty week is a lot less motivating and a lot less energized than a busy week. But sometimes your week is too slammed. So you want to have that happy medium. Put the language learning on your schedule. Treat it like you would treat a lot of other meetings. And a really easy way to do that is to actually make it a meeting. You know, book yourself a tutor or do a language exchange with a friend and then it's on your diary and you kind of can't escape. <laughs> you know, book a language coaching session if, if that's what you need to really think through it. But put it somewhere where you have committed to doing it on that day at that time. You want your time to be structured. If you keep thinking, oh, I should, mm, I should do this, I should really do some German, but nah, then it's it's really often because because your plan is too vague that it just doesn't get done, and you need to give yourself a specific scheduled thing to do. So I want you to put it into your diary what you're going to do for how long, and to keep it really, really small. Right? We're not talking, you know, just because the default in, in, in Google Calendar is an hour doesn't mean when you make that appointment with yourself that you're going to do something for an hour. Think about where could you fit 15 minutes in and what are you going to do in that 15 minutes? Are you going to practice some writing? Perhaps just write five sentences. Are you going to do some speaking practice with somebody? Perhaps just record yourself speaking. Do your fluent show intro. There you go. Or, or are you going to... Are you going to listen to something, listen to a show, listen to perhaps, you know, a summary of a text? Are you going to do some link? Are you going to do some yabla? Whatever it is, put it on your diary and make it a really short, realistic appointment. It has to feel like you can do this and it has to feel like it's not a burden because otherwise you're going to you're going to find a way to make excuses for yourself. And it's easy to make excuses for yourself. I do it all the time. If this sounds like it might be a difficulty to work out what to do, I want you to tackle the second motivation and time killer with me, which is about being specific. It's often a problem to not be specific enough. Stop saying something like, I want to study German. Or put something in your diary and say, okay, right, Kirsten, it's in my diary. Look, Friday, 5.30 p.m., going to study German. It says study German. And then you get to Friday, 5.30 p.m., you want to study German. And you spend, out of your 20 allocated minutes, you spend a good 10 minutes wondering what you're going to do, which are the best activities to be doing, and optimizing yourself within an inch of your life. That's not, that's not productive, meaningful, enjoyable study, is it? So instead, think of a list of activities that you want to work on, make sure that they cover listening, speaking, reading and writing, and then on the day, or perhaps even a little bit before, select from that list of activities. If you want a little bit of help with that, I want to recommend to you the Language Habit Toolkit, which is a selection of worksheets, and I've written a book to go with it, and it's sort of this coach-in-a-box organized way of organizing your self-study, you can purchase it from my website and I'll pop it into the show notes, which you can get at fluent.show slash 191. Haha. My trick, my personal trick is that I write that list at the start of the month of activities. And then if I look around, I'm like, hmm, should be doing some more Chinese. I wonder what I could do. 
there's nowhere to hide because I've already written down what I thought would help me this month and I've got to work it off. So it works equally as a goal setting device, but also as a indecision eliminator. One extra tip I have for you, if, you, if this all the scheduling and the specificity sounds a little bit stressful, there is another way that you can schedule. You don't have to put a specific time slot into your diary if you don't want to do it. So my alternative idea, da -da -da, sub idea, is to set yourself a regular deadline. In fact, that's what I do with this podcast. Monday at 7 a.m. UK time, I release an episode. Monday at 7, 7 on Monday. Whether I record a week ahead of time or in fact two weeks ahead of time, I'm recording this podcast. I'm doing well here. I'm recording this podcast da, 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 one and a half weeks ahead of time. I'm very proud of myself. Or whether I record it on Sunday evening at 10 p.m. doesn't matter as long as it sounds good and I get it all ready for you at seven in the morning on a Monday. And that's what I like to do with my list of language learning goals for the month. This is why I do it at the start of the month, because it's easy for me at the end of the month to see, have I actually worked towards this deadline? Have I actually achieved everything I wanted to achieve? So that's my trick there. You want to schedule it either with a deadline or straight up put an appointment with yourself in the diary. And you want to be super specific about what you're actually trying to achieve. Now, my third And final, time and motivation killer is that sometimes the way that you plan your language learning activities, again, is influenced by this should idea of what studying should look like. And I want to tell you one thing. You have got my permission and your own permission, really, and every, I don't know, polyglot's permission to drop the activities that you really are not enjoying that feel like they could be this, this excellent study there, the grammar drills, but they're just not fun. And the reason I ask you to drop the ones that aren't fun is because they don't, they don't relax your mind, which actually is a really good precondition for learning, relaxed state of mind. You're more receptive to information. You process better. And secondly, because... They don't engage your curiosity. They don't make you ask questions. They don't make you, they don't make you laugh, etc. So you've got my permission to drop anything that isn't fun. You want something that is obviously specific in the diary, enjoyable and challenges you. Should in all of this, I should be doing this, that kind of thing. That's the worst part. So trust your gut on this and choose your activities by Completing something in listening, speaking, reading and writing, but something that you really just aren't loving. Often it's because the level isn't quite right. Maybe it's because you're just not that type of learner or maybe it's just because it's boring. I recognize that this is a lot easier when you are studying a mainstream language because in Spanish, it's much, much easier to find the the fun video. Like in Spanish, English, French, you can just go to Yabla, for example, and boop, boop. There's a video there. Now, if you are learning Latvian, maybe it's a little bit harder. So you got to dig more into your motivation and really ask yourself what inspires you to learn Latvian and follow that, follow that motivation and go, well, what can I find out about this special type of basket weaving that they have in Latvia that I really want to know about? Now, if you are really busy 
then make sure you adjust your goals, right? Make sure you don't set yourself a goal of studying an hour every single day if you know you're going to be busy because that's very, very difficult. So in summary, put it on your schedule, be super specific and find something fun. And that is for 99% of cases, the answer to a lot of language learning problems. If you find yourself doing all of these things and you still don't feel motivated, you still don't feel like you are making progress, then it's a, there could be something deeper at work where you're starting to wonder, is this worth it? Are you, are you doing this in the right way? And what you're, what you're actually doubting is whether it is possible for you to achieve your goals. And that is a case of either you want to shift your perspective to the things that you can control. So really think about what it is that you want to do in the next month. Set the small goals again, start small to build big. Or perhaps you want to have a conversation, you know, with, with somebody like me who does language coaching, other language coaches are available and kind of dig into what makes you doubt your own abilities in this way. Because for most people, but all the people I've ever met who have done languages and it's thousands probably by now, the ability is absolutely there, but the confidence isn't always there. Now, let's for a minute talk about the streak, the broken streak. I want to come back to this. And Anne, who asked the question, clearly was facing this at the time that she was asking the question. There had been a real broken streak, this sort of, oh, I was, I was doing German every day. It was working, working, working. And now it's not. What do I do? So you had a goal to study every single day. You knew this was the way to do it. Your streak on Memrise or whatever was at 500 million days, 530 days, and then you miss one. And then maybe you miss two and you, you miss another and you sort, of, you, you sort of didn't have the motivation of keeping going anymore. It, it doesn't look so good. You've got that gap and you kind of don't know if starting again is worth it. Now, I want to say, first of all, there is usually a reason why a streak drops and it's it could be either that you were just overloaded and you were really facing un, un, unlikely, un, uncommon circumstances, unusual circumstances. Say, for example, I moved house this year. I moved house in in the pandemic, in the first week of lockdown in my country. If I was breaking a streak of Lord knows what exercise or whatever at any given point, that's probably the point. And in fact, that move had me tired and badly concentrating for most of the next month. So sometimes we don't realize that an intensive period has you tired for weeks after. Had, you know, this could be a sickness. This could be, God forbid, if you've got COVID, I really hope you, 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 you know, you're, you're fine. But it could be anything. It could be anything that happens to you that is in any way intense. It takes a while to process that kind of thing. And we, we're going through a weird year. So I, I want to remind you to be extra gentle with yourself. Now, if you have missed a day and it's not because of overload, it's because you kind of had, you know, you did it for you did something for seven days straight and then you dropped off, that could well be to do with the fact that the habit hasn't been established yet. So what you really want to do is just keep going and think about the bigger picture. And this generally is, is my biggest advice to you is if you drop your streak, then please, please do pick it back up, but make the streak mean something between nothing and less than what it meant before. Because the truth here is, 
I will need you to hear this. You are not chasing a streak, a number, some kind of achievement. That isn't really why you are doing this. You're not doing a ch whatever challenge it is, the 30, day, the 30 days speaking, speaking the language challenge, whatever it is called. You're not doing that every single day because you, 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 know, you want to achieve the goal of doing it every single day in itself. The reason you're doing it is because you want to make progress. It's because you want to learn your language. And the reason you're learning your language is, is again different. So ask yourself, go, go right back down to, to the vision goal. Again, Language Habit Toolkit has this covered for you, so do, do get yourself one. But think about this. Think about what is it? That, why am I learning this language in the first place? I want you to dig down into, you really dig down into like, why, 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 why? <laughs> you know, Because otherwise, the streak gets too much meaning. The streak gets too much attention. And that streak isn't really worth it, right? Me, me doing, if I do 15 days on Duolingo and then I'm like, oh, I've missed a day. Right. Even if I run for, for I'll, I'll tell you about this in a minute. I had this with running recently and it's exactly that. So, but whatever it is, the reason I'm on Duolingo isn't, and, and doing Chinese is not because I want to be on Duolingo. Or my goal is to be the, the queen of Duolingo or any other app. The reason I'm doing it is because I want to get better at this language. Why do I want to get better at this language? Because I'm interested in it. I want to, I feel good when I can pronounce something that I couldn't pronounce before. I love the buzz that I get when I can understand something I didn't understand before. I'm curious about the country and I want to learn more about why people think that way, why this society organizes itself that way, whatever it is, for some of you, it might be, I'm in love with somebody and they're, they're, they're a, a Norwegian speaker and I want to be able to speak to my future family there. Uh, maybe for some of you, it is, I just, I, I have fallen in love with the way of life in this place. You see how passionate I'm getting. You hear, I mean, you hear how passionate I'm getting anyway. That passion is is in you if you're interested in learning a language. And if you can't dig for a specific reason, sometimes the reason is just you want to get better. You want to feel that buzz of feeling like you've learned something, you've achieved something. There is a real buzz in that and it's very, very, very special. So remember and really dig down and remember what gets you excited. And for most people, what gets you excited is is not actually the streak. The streak is a symbol of where you want to head. And in that way, the streak itself doesn't mean, you know, if you've dropped it, doesn't mean you're not making progress anymore. Second soapbox moment here is I also want to remind you that progress is not linear. Progress is not linear. And this is when I want to tell you about this, this running thing, I guess. So as you know, I am a somewhat mediocre, somewhat medium engaged runner. And this year in May, I had this, I don't know what, what happened. I just had a real motivation. I think my body was up for it. I was, I was rested after, after being so bad at everything in April. I was, I was ready. And I got, I said to myself, I want to run every day. So I get my, I got myself into this, this habit at first. And I know I had a week where I ran 20 kilometers and I was like, right. 
this is possible, therefore it must mean this is always possible. Run 20, run 20, run 20. And it's really easy when you're in lockdown and your friend isn't coming around and you're not really doing anything and that is the one exercise that you do in a year, in a, in a day. <laughs> Excuse me, that's the one exercise you do in a day. You know, then you it's easy to focus on that. And then slowly lockdown eased. My friend came around, I went for this walk. I went for a two-hour walk and I just didn't have the energy to run. And on that day, I was my my whole world kind of shattered. And then what happened is my my body started to tell me that maybe running twenty kilometers a week when before you run about five, maybe that's not as cool as you think it is. Maybe your your muscles are going to start hurting. Maybe your your hip is really going to start hurting. Maybe you've done something where you kind of held yourself a bit wrong because your core wasn't strong enough. And all these things compounded to, I just didn't have the energy anymore. And for some of you, and sometimes for me, this happens with language learning. And the way I reacted, because I'm not as, you know, I'm I'm very zen about language learning, but I'm not like that about exercise. Sometimes I, I get competitive, I get stuck in, I get, you know, when you it's like I've bitten into something and I felt like if I run 15k a week god forbid if I run 10 I have failed why do I bother what's the point I'm never gonna get any better I'm never gonna have the energy again I'm just never gonna do well I really felt borderline devastated that I was unable to maintain this super high and for me super unusual standard I started something that wasn't sustainable and then I got very upset with myself that it wasn't sustainable and I think for lots of of you listeners perhaps this might be a similar thing to what you feel about language learning so I want to really reach out to you and say I I want you to remember that your streak is on the whole quite a meaningless thing and the volume of what you're doing when you are at your your best capacity and you're super performing is not always the sustainable volume so when the broken streak gets you down i've got an exercise for you to help you not beat yourself up and this really helps so imagine you are talking as somebody from the future who has overcome this obstacle Say you were doing a French reading exercise every single day and then you dropped it. Now you're feeling like you're never going to get better at French. Think about yourself maybe six months in the future and imagine you've overcome this. Imagine you, you your French reading is just you've let go and it's all kind of flowing and it's working. And then write about having achieved those goals and how you got there, how you felt in the crisis, how you felt afterwards, what it was that slowly started getting out. Just make up a story. Talk about how you overcame this. And you will realize, looking back at this, number one, you've just made up your way out of it. This is good. And also it's a broken streak and the obstacle that makes the best story. It is way more inspiring than perfection. And it's absolutely valid. And you have now imagined a way that you have come out of this and you have achieved all of those goals in the future. So this is a really, really good exercise talking about yourself as somebody who has overcome this obstacle and just telling the story of how you overcame it. Because Anne, who asked the question, and you listeners, you can overcome this 
little drop in your streak capacity. You can absolutely do it. I hope that the Fluent Show will help you along the way. I know the Language Habit Toolkit can help you along the way. And keep looking for those things that fit into your schedule, that are specific and that are fun. You are going to get there. That's it from me this week. Thank you so much for listening to The Fluent Show. Remember to send me intros, questions, suggestions of where maybe I could guest to hello at fluentlanguage.co.uk. You can also find me on Instagram. I am at Kirsten, K-E-R-S-T-I-N underscore fluent. And you can find me on Facebook with the Facebook group Fluent Language Learners. That's everywhere. And on Twitter, of course. So lots and lots of places. If you would like to support the show on Patreon, we'd be ever so grateful. We are uh, simply search patreon.com for Fluent Show or it's patreon.com slash Fluent Show. Every single support supporter and Patreon backer means a lot to me personally and to everyone who is making this show. And the tiers start from just $2 a month. So that's $24 a year. I hope that that's affordable for most of you. Thank you so much for listening. I'll see you next week. Will Adieu.